A short side road to the Folsby mansion through heavy foliage became a brick driveway bordered with royal palms. Emmett drove into the four-car garage and exited to inspect again his graduation gift to Barbara, a brand-new pearlescent blue Corvette. I wish you had selected something more sedate. This brute has too much power. Barbara caressed the hood. Not for me. Not enough. Never enough. At least you could have waited a few months until the 79s come out, but you have no patience. I wonder who I inherited that from. A ground-floor chamber, originally designed as Emmett's study, had been converted to a sick room when Constance Louise Folsby became seriously ill. She was in bed, eyes closed, a silk sheet drawn up to her chin, It was so chilly the daytime nurse's aide, seated in a corner armchair with a fashion magazine, was wearing a wool cardigan. Emmett stood at the bedside, relieved to see her breast rising and falling regularly. His golden hair had silvered with age. Hers had become flaxen and thinner as the disease progressed. Constance's eyes opened and she smiled faintly. He pulled a straight chair to the bed, took up one of her hands lightly. It felt like crinkled parchment. How are you today, dear? She nodded. Much better. Tip-top. Same question, same answer. For how many yesterdays and how many tomorrows? I heard from Brett this morning. He sends his love. She brightened. Is he enjoying Mexico? Emmett hesitated. Should he accept her delusions without comment? Brett will be home next week, probably by Wednesday. Her eyes drifted away. Mexico? Remember Acapulco? That, at least, was accurate. Do I ever, one of our most wonderful weeks. I think Barbara was conceived in Acapulco. Constance, Barbara and I are flying to New York tomorrow morning and then going on to her college She is to deliver the valedictory address. We're so sorry you won't be able to be there. Will Brett be there? Naturally. He wouldn't miss an occasion like that. She looked at him directly. They love each other, don't they, Em? Barbara and Brett? Of course they do. At that moment, Barbara came into the room and Emmett stood up. Here's Barb. Darling... I'll stop by again before we leave tomorrow. Where are you going tomorrow? Emmett stifled a cry of dismay, kissed his wife's cheek softly, and fled to his study. He was reviewing his scrawled notes from a call to his executive assistant when Barbara entered without knocking. She sprawled in a leather armchair and let her hair hang down the back of the chair. Her father stopped his work. What did you talk about? Mostly, I thanked her for the European trip. Gracie wanted to phone her thanks, but I told her a letter would be better. Of course it would. Em, where are we staying in New York? A two-bedroom suite at the plaza. She looked at him with cool, appraisive eyes. Two bedrooms? We must remember to muss the other bed. You think of everything. Yes, she said. I do. The restaurant was on the Intracoastal Waterway in Fort Lauderdale. 
Oliver Pendragon sat staring at Barbara Foldsby. Did anyone ever tell you how beautiful you are? He was, she decided, the most socially inept man she had ever met, e.g., his silly touchiness about his surname. Acquaintances persisted in calling him Pendragon, despite his pedantic insistence it be pronounced Pendragon. And if he thought his given name made people recall Oliver Wendell Holmes, he was mistaken. They recalled Oliver Hardy. The diminutive was even worse. Barbara had once told him Ollie sounded like a sandwich spread. She had additional carbs she had no hesitation in voicing. He dressed like a mortician, but what self-respecting undertaker would wear a plastic pocket protector jammed with ballpoint pens? Then there was his mustache, which on his round, fleshy face looked like a toothbrush glued to a large honeydew melon. He was so solemn, so mirthless and...